You ready? I know you got to yep, go. So always we'll start. ready. Yes, start. I do. I got to get to the vet. Yeah. To the what? The vet. Can't afford For a real doctor? Or what's the <laughs> problem? That's that's exactly the problem. Jeez. Have you seen what it co- Are you kidding? With Canadian healthcare, I could see a doctor like that. Like that. <laughs> Thought it'd be quicker to see the vet. <laughs> Especially. What's he going to treat uh, you? I don't want to know. Hey, welcome to Show Center, everybody. The Air Show podcast. I'm Air Show announcer Matt Jolly. Joined, as always, by my good friends, Air Show announcer Rick Peterson and working yes. Air Show announcer, frequently working Air Show announcer Rob Ryder, who's uh, just back from Oshkosh. And it was a great time. A wonderful time was had by all. Lots of fireworks and and all sorts of good stuff happening at Oshkosh. So we're, we're going to talk to some people. Home. Yeah, well, we're going to talk to some Oshkosh people today. We have Matt Yonkin joining us here in just a few moments. And Dion, the big deal, is joining us. Big deal. Big deal. The big deal is I don't know what the, what they call him. But we're, gonna, we're ending with a bang, are we? Maybe. The, we'll see. Oh, yes. We'll Where's the rim shot? Do you have a rim uh, shot loaded? I apologize. I need to apologize for something in case it happens during the broadcast. What's uh, that? This house is uh, completely uh, on our island. We have a completely, it's a porch that goes around this wonderful old Victorian home. And, uh, and the deck is being repaired, cleaned, and stained today by Stephanie Lena. No. Oh. Uh, they are experts uh, with, with woodwork here, and uh, they are hard at work, and you may hear the pressure washer or banging, and re- maybe the odd cuss word. I don't know. But uh, they are hard at it here, and I'm I'm upstairs away from most of the noise, but you may you may hear the odd, maybe even giggle. I don't right. know. They're having a good time out there anyway. Well, let's, let's uh, bring Yunkin in right now, who is, uh, like we said, right back from Oshkosh. Rob and I actually, because I was there, we, we went to see the movie that they made a documentary about the Yunkin family. And it was spectacular. Started with, with the grandpa, you know, and went all through it. And of course, Matt was there. And I, I'm sad to say that I lost out on the bet. I said he was going to have on his black jeans and his shirt. And you know what? He, he showed up in blue jeans. I can't believe it. I lost out on my 10 bucks, but Matt Yunkin dressed up. He did. That's dressing up in these parts. I guess so. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are y'all? Well, we're doing great. We're great. Hey, tell us about this new venture that you just, I mean, the, the movie was great. And, and I know there's another one uh, perhaps in the works right now uh, called Freight Dogs. Can you tell us about this new endeavor? Well, what we're trying to do is capture as many uh, old freight pilot stories as we can. You know, I, uh, I was never a freight dog, but I was raised by one. And uh, I was a- recently able to reacquire the airplane that my dad bought the year after I was born and hauled on demand freight in until I graduated high school. And 22 years later, it had it, uh, uh, had been partially disassembled and uh, had sat uh, unattended for almost 18 of those years. Uh, we were able to go out to western Kansas and put it back together and bring it home and, and then work on it further. And I... I got the cargo liner installed back in it and got the nets and the trip logs and the cot that he slept on, the thermoses and the chart bags and all of that stuff that used to live in that airplane. I put it all back in there and we took it to Oshkosh and displayed it that way. And it attracted the interest of a lot of uh, the older gentlemen that used to run freight in beach 18s and other similar airframes, you know, through terrible weather with marginal equipment that worked half the time, 
you can imagine some of the stories that they were able to recall that we actually got on film. And uh, the plan is to put together a collection of these stories, uh, you know, for future generations to, uh, to be able to hear because th- that's just a facet of aviation that nobody really talks about. You either survived it or you didn't, and everybody just kind of moved on. So that's, that's what we're doing with the airplane. And I'm really excited about the interest we've had thus far. I turned you on to one of my favorites there, Pete Fusco, who I talked to yesterday. And I think I, personally, I think you should read the book. And for anyone who has not read Moondogs Academy of the Air and other disasters, there are people in this world who have only read one book and this is it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's, <laughs> it's it, it, to me, it's the, one of the greatest aviation books ever written. And it's an easy read, uh, and it's all about the exact person you were just describing there, these freight dogs uh, who who just really and truly were the backbone of the supply chain here in, uh, you know, in the lower 48 for a long time, and Alaska, for that matter. Well, I'm looking forward to reading the book. I appreciate you sending it to me. It's all true. I'll say that. Rick, what do you, uh, you, you jump in here for something, because I know well, you're, I just, you're a big movie just guy. The, the story airplane too i mean i love the idea of the movie and and apparently it was very well received at oshkosh too which must have warmed your heart matt but the airplane and, yes, and the bj teams serve this great nation uh pretty well too I, some of our industry uh pilots in the past like bill carter uh who was an aerobatic pilot up here in in, in canada and a member of icas um, cut his teeth uh, flying flying one on floats up in northern Canada, and that must have been a handful. But uh, it must. What does it feel like to be sitting in that pilot seat of your dad's airplane flying around? It's it's humbling. It's surreal. Uh, the first time I flew the airplane uh, from the pilot seat uh, beyond the test flight back in April. Uh, we landed, it was a perfect test flight. Everything worked great, but I just about broke down. Um, yeah. it just brings wow. back so many memories. Cause I mean, I remember we'd be, you know, we'd be at the dinner table and his pager would go off and he'd have to go make a phone call and then he'd be gone all night. And sometimes we'd see him the next morning. Other times it'd be three or four days before he got home. Cause he either was able to, uh, pick up other trips on the road and continue making money or he got broken down. And, uh, so I remember, I, I remember a, an awful lot about, uh, being a part of that industry, uh, just because my, that's the way my dad put food on our table. Go Matt, ahead. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. W- was there ever a take your son to work day? Did you ever get to ride in the right seat with your dad on some of those overnight flights? Oh, I sure did. I, that was so special, especially during the Christmas rush. You know, there was uh, there was a couple of twin beaches uh, that were based in Springdale, uh, where my dad was, that had scheduled runs. They would leave around 8 o'clock every night and go to DFW and pick up a load of UPS freight and then uh, distribute it to different towns on the way back and ended up back home early in the morning. And during the Christmas, uh, leading up to Christmas, there was so much of that. Uh, that they had to contract with dad and he ended up with a scheduled run. So I would uh, uh, get off from Christmas break and I'd get to go to, down to DFW and hang out in the pilot clouds with those guys and, and listen to the stories. I mean, the, uh, the, the 
commentary on the air-to-air frequency between Dad and, and several of the other twin beaches that were all heading the same direction was just a comedy show that you guys couldn't even touch. I mean, I, I can imagine there's probably, there were probably folks uh, that would turn their scanners on in the evening just to listen to the rednecks that were flying these airplanes down to Dallas at a certain time of night, just anticipating you know, what, what's the subject matter going to be tonight. You know, we should probably put the kids to bed first because it's not going to be PG. <laughs> and uh, just, but just everything about it, it was, it was magical. It really was. But yeah, and of course he always, he only took me on the milk runs. Uh, he, he never, if the weather was even going to be marginally bad, I got left at home. But, uh, like all the other guys, if the weather was bad, the freight still had to get there. So he'd go to, I, I want to bring up my favorite part in the, in the movie that I saw the, now this is the, the, the artistry in the air movie. It, there was a scene with you and a pig and that, that by far, uh, <laughs> stole the show. When you come out riding that, riding that pig, yeah, riding this pig. Here's a young Matt, and it just sums it all up. I mean, here he is, and he and he just gets on this thing and holds on for dear life. I, I, this the whole movie, uh, really was was interspersed with all of these great home videos. And to me, that really made it. I mean, it really did, Matt. I, it just the whole thing was, uh, was so so well done. I hope other people can see it. How how can they see it? If you if you wanted to watch uh, the documentary about well, your family, how how can we do that? Well, they have they put that on YouTube. If you uh, search "artistry in air" on YouTube, it'll be the first thing that pops up. That's so fantastic. Anybody can see it at this point. Uh, the plan was to keep it kind of hush hush until after the big debut at Oshkosh, and now that's where that's where you can go to find it. So when Dad was out well, on a run for several days, who had to feed the lion? Well, that was me. <laughs> uh, the, the lion didn't like anybody else, uh, and he he really didn't like me. But he really? he understood that phrase, you know, "Don't bite the hand that feeds you." So <laughs> as long as I had the bucket of food, the lion would yeah he wasn't happy about it, but he'd let me pet him and rub on him. He's growling and barking at me and all that. But uh, as soon as I handed him the food. You know, then all bets were off. He did. He didn't need me for anything anymore. So, I have, was, a, uh, I have a similar. I have a similar relationship with Ralph Royce. Yeah, I can identify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has that relationship with Ralph Royce. Jeez. Yeah. Well, the, the, I just think the whole thing was great. We'll link to it in this show so everybody can see uh, artistry and air uh, about the Yunkin family, which is. To me, uh, it was one of the one of the highlights of Air Venture this year. And then, plus, seeing your your dad's airplane uh, sitting out there. What what did you think about when you heard of it? Because I, I was curious how that how that all happened to you. How did you learn that the thing was for sale? Were you searching one night, or how did how did it just fall into your lap? I I gotta ask. Well, I knew where it was. Um, the guy that uh, that owned it had he bought it in two thousand three, and um, anyway he. Uh, he's a good family friend and we were coming back from a show in Oregon and dropped out of the sky one day to get fuel and, and, uh, walk around the airplane. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and he had it in the hangar at the time, but you know, he had tarps over the engines and he had the cockpit all taken apart. It was working on getting the rest of the interior out and I'm, I'm looking at him. 
And uh, uh, I asked him, I said, do you, do you still have the seats for it? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, everything's here. It'll all be in the will. Don't you worry about it. So the running joke was, you know, he was going to will me the airplane when he got done with it. But he called me last year. His situation had changed, and and he needed to unload that airplane and several others. And so he said, come out here and let's make a deal on it, or I'm going I'm to put it online. So, you know, I'm, it's yeah. He took really good care of me on uh, on on uh, buying the airplane back. We we made a deal that you know was good for both of us. I mean, 2020 was a terrible year to have to figure out how to pay for an airplane. You know, yeah. when you when you're trying to make a living with one and there's no work. But we figured it out, and uh, anyway, it was really neat. The the bill of sale was written on uh, October 30th, 2020, which would have been my dad's 65th birthday. And so, um, we went back out, I, I took Jeff out there and I think it was January. I told him I bought this airplane and he, he and I had had the discussion. He knew how sentimental this airplane was to me. And I said, you know, there's no reason to ever have another twin beach, except if for some reason this one comes available, you know, I'm going to really want it back. And I took Jeff out there to look at it and he, you telling him it just needed like three or four little things and we could fly it home. And he walked around it and crawled up in it and pulled panels underneath it and said, Matt, this airplane needs way more three or four little things. What in the world have you gotten us into? <laughs> and anyway, um, he, he and, uh, his mechanic, his apprentice, Tyler, they, uh, they agreed to go out there and stay a week at a time working on this thing. They, we were in Kansas for two and a half weeks living in my camper. And, uh, that's not counting the time that they were able to build up parts and rebuild systems on the bench here in Arkansas, because we brought all the parts home that, that, that came with the airplane, rebuilt what we needed and went back out there. And anyway, it's just, uh, it was a labor of love for sure. It continues to be. And I'm just, I just can't even describe what it means to have it back in the hangar. I can tell you this, I, I have had the opportunity to do some pretty neat things in aviation over the years. And this is the only one that I can say my mother was truly excited about. That's cool. You know, from the, from the, uh, the recognition for the air show stuff to getting to fly B-29s around, she thought that was kind of neat, but bringing 18 RY home just made her emotional. And so, uh, last night, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but I was able to take her flying in that airplane for the first time. I saw the pictures. She, years. she had a, she had a huge grin. She did. She did. She really, really enjoyed it. And that, the, just that one 15 minute flight made all of the effort to get, get the airplane home and, uh, safe for continued operation worthwhile. So, wow. Well, Matt, incredible. thank you for coming on this morning. Uh, we cannot yeah. thank you enough. Uh, and it, the show looked great at Oshkosh, as always. Enjoyed watching Well, thank it. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, enjoyed watching it. And I look forward to see what uh, comes uh, in the future with Freight Dogs. I think it's going to be a great uh, a great endeavor and look forward to seeing uh, seeing more from you. And, and well, Matt, I you. hope that... And I hope you're having a good season this year. That uh, that uh, you're you've had a good turnaround uh, from 2020's uh, drought. Yeah, it's been better. Uh, yeah, I've got about half a schedule, but I'm grateful for it. So I think yeah. 2021 is going to be gangbusters, and uh, we'll just go from there. 
Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys are all, you guys are all recovering adequately as well. Well, they, they are, <laughs> they're, they're doing great, man. <laughs> and, and Rob, thank you again, very, very much for doing the voiceover work on the, uh, artistry and air film. Well, you we were going to have magic this. touch on it. Listen, we, we were going to talk about, we that. weren't going to bring that yeah, up. I mean, geez. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was here my honor. Oops, Matt. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Now we'll never hear the end of it. Thanks again, Matt Yunkin, for coming on. We'll we'll talk soon. Let's get straight into Prop Wash because uh, this has been a lot going on here as we connect with our next guest this morning. Yes. Rick, the most professional name in the news business of air shows. What's up? Well, the news continues to be that uh, outdoor events are up and going and even in Canada now. And you have Abbotsford. Can't say Abbotsford. It's Abbotsford. Ford uh, out on the uh, the west coast or the left coast of uh, Canada going with a sky drive format very much like London's uh, which comes up uh, in September and London of course which won that uh, that Canada or what is it top 10 best thing from right. USA today your favorite uh, that that I yes that well the show the show is great the USA Today thing don't don't even get me started on that but <laughs> you know lawyers. it's not going to end well <laughs> so right. you got they, a boat uh, to catch right yeah, well, one of one of the greatest uh, I think uh, things is is this uh, imitation is the uh, what is it the what's the the phrase or the cliche about flattery. Uh, so uh, Abbotsford, which is one of uh, Canada's biggest and and uh, longest running shows, is pretty much taken the London Ontario format, even the name SkyDrive, and uh, and are doing a similar thing this weekend. Uh, with the two jet teams and and all of the awesomeness that is always accompanied by these shows, and I think that's a nice tribute to London in itself. You know that uh, that that idea has gone. So we're not up full going, uh, and I know that Toronto is about to announce uh, t- again a different type of show coming up, and I'll leave it at that because I don't want to give too much away and get ahead of them. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's starting to get going up here as well, and uh, the Snowbirds have continued uh, to be able to do shows in communities across Canada, and uh, and again we're all looking forward to next year. So in a nutshell, that's prop wash, and uh, the crowds continue to be. Massive, really good turnouts at uh, at almost all. Well, I'm going to say all of our events so far, every one of them. That's true. I might like to to ju- chime in on one that's happening this weekend as as we record this on Thursday, August fifth. I'm um, heading up this afternoon to Ypsilanti, Michigan, for the second show at the Yankee Air Museum up there at Willow Run Airport. But this one is another kind of a rare show that Kevin Walsh has put together, a drive-in format with two shows a day on Saturday and two, sh- two shows a day, uh, Saturday and Sunday, with the morning show starting 8.30 to 11 with a drive-in format featuring the Blue Angels, and then 1 to 4.30 with another show uh, featuring the United States Air Force Thunderbirds. This is the second time this year that the Blues and Thunderbirds have done shows at the same same weekend, same venue. This is a pretty big deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good stuff uh, coming up this weekend, and of course, uh, uh, in Canada as well. I want I want to move now to Dion Deal. We all know Dion, the the big deal. He's here again, right. post Oshkosh, where there was not one, well, but but two giant fireballs in the sky. Dion, welcome. Oh glad, yeah, glad you're here. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I thought I, I'm sorry. I thought for sure he would not have heard us because 
working with all those fireworks and everything all these years, he'd be a little hard of hearing, but <laughs> he he, there he was. There so. he right is. <laughs> Nicole, my lady, might think I'm a little hard of hearing at times, but I, I think my hearing still pretty good. <laughs> that, that would be selective, I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> One of the coolest parts of the whole display, I thought, was was when you came on with your own voice, Dion. Oh, yeah. And gave everybody this this welcome back message. Talk to us about the whole thing. It was just incredible. Well, that was my hope this year. It's, uh, we all missed out on 2020. So to get together as uh, as a group in the aviation community is a, is a big deal, obviously, for all of us. And Oshkosh is that big homecoming or that big pinnacle of the year. And boy, did I miss it. I, I think we all missed it so much. And, and this year's theme I wanted to, to make about that and just uh, let everybody know how appreciative we were to get together and, and see all of our friends and, and family and, and all the incredible volunteers at Oscott. It's such an amazing experience. It's, it's unlike any other. And, and uh, that's really what we wanted to capture as the theme. Now, I hate hearing my own voice. So, you know, you guys were unavailable. I, I sent you guys a bunch of messages to see if you could uh, do the voiceover for me. But, uh, you know, that didn't happen. I don't recall so. getting those messages, darn it. <laughs> I was so. supposed to forward it to you, Rob, and I guess I'm... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it, it was all about uh, trying to welcome everybody back. So uh, hopefully uh, that was felt and, uh, you know, folks uh, all around just uh, – it, it really seemed like we didn't skip a beat. Everybody was saying – you know, last year we were here at Oshkosh. Uh, it, it just seemed pretty seamless, uh, you know, once everybody got back together, and it was great. Did you break any windows? That was the other guy. Yeah, that was the <laughs> other guy this year. <laughs> <laughs> you you have such a talent, though, with telling a story uh, with with Pyro and, and moving the audience uh, to different places, and that's really talented, uh, and it's talent-driven, well, I, I think, and I, I, I love that about your displays. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of heart and passion that we try to put into our displays. And, and that's one of the great things about adding a music score to fireworks is that it gives you an opportunity to tell a story and, and take people places that you can't just do with fireworks by themselves. And, and that's why I think, uh, these fire musicals are, are my favorite because there's more depth to it. Um, um, and, and it, it just creates that opportunity to bring that level of emotion into the program. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, each year that we do it, we, we try to get a little bit better at it and, and capture uh, something mean, meaningful to, uh, to the attendees and also to, to all of us. I mean, it's, it's a reunion for us as well. And, and my pyros is something that, uh, you know, I have the same probably about, 80% of the pyros that participate in the program, we have more than 30 of them on site. Um, about 80% of them have been there since 2010, since we've started the program at Oshkosh. And uh, it's a huge uh, annual event uh, for them as well. And, um, you know, we try to pull everybody into it to, to make it more of an immersive experience than any your traditional fireworks display. COVID's affected everyone, but I haven't seen it cut back on fireworks. And I thought a lot <laughs> of this stuff was made over... Uh, you know, overseas, China and the Orient. Uh, is that affecting you or are we still able to uh, to get stuff? Because it looked like there was no shortage for you. Oh, there was. Uh, um, it's, it's actually been quite a challenge. I think in uh, 2020, we, we did about 17% of our normal book of business. Um, and even on that, uh, the shipping 
shipping, uh, it's more of a crisis actually for our industry, uh, with hazmat and fireworks, there's already limited storage space, um, on these shipping containers. And it's, it's been a fight. Um, we in costs have dramatically gone up in shipping. Um, I don't even want to go over the pricing, but, uh, essentially like this year, it, it may have been noticed. We had to operate with less budget. Um, because of that, because of the, the extended expenses that were, that were, uh, driven up by the shipping crisis. A lot of our product hasn't even arrived that was ordered, uh, to be here and normally would have arrived in November of 2020. Um, we're still waiting on, um, and so we, we had to, you know, get extra creative this year with, with, um, not having, uh, a lot of the effects that we were hoping to have, um, and stuff that I had specifically ordered for Oshkosh. Um, so that there was a challenge to that, but I like to think that, um, you know, we pulled through and, and we delivered a, a show that, uh, you know, hopefully still resonates and met, and met the same level of quality. Yeah. And, and night shows are, you know, I don't know say growing in popularity at uh, at air shows but you are growing in popularity at air shows uh those who are doing the night shows uh seem to be seeking you out now and correct me if i'm wrong and building the theme into the night shows i know that dennis dunbar is a, a creative type i've worked with dennis and and you've worked with dennis at oshkosh and he doesn't he doesn't get in the way but he just he suggests i i just love the way he'll suggest an idea for a theme or a piece of music and then he'll let you be as the artist uh, putting things together and then just sit by the side like a like a like a bird of prey uh, on a post over top wondering if you're <laughs> gonna do it but it's a creative I, process with him and and we need more of that don't we we do we do i absolutely adore dennis um he and I have become pretty good friends and, and we spent some time off air shows, uh, sitting around the campfire and, and hashing up ideas quite a bit. Um, and that's, that's one of the great things about Dennis. Uh, I, I don't think it's just with me is that, um, he creates a space for each artist or each performer to, uh, really grow and develop, um, and to put in their own ideas and test some of the, you know, uh, new concepts. Uh, at least he's done that for me and it's, it's been absolutely amazing, um, in the Oshkosh space to be able to do that. Um, we were, we were with Oshkosh dating back to Joe Schumacher. And, and so we had, we had a couple of years before Dennis had come on board to build that trust in that space. Uh, it's a very technically complex space to work in, uh, for anyone in the fireworks industry with so much going on in that space. And, uh, by that time we had, we had, come alongside Oshkosh and shown that we can do it and we can do so safely within their operations. And, and Dennis came along at the very perfect time. Um, and he and I just, I think we connected right away. Um, he's very innovative in his ideas and he has big visions and I have big visions. And so when you put the two of us together, um, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's kind of unusual in such a space that you don't have so much, uh, control on the top end and he allows that freedom so and uh, and Dion it's it's nice that you can also coordinate it with the aerial acts that are flying over it like with uh, Ken Reeder of Red Line and also Nathan Hammond uh, doing his night show and uh, his night stuff in the uh, chipmunk exactly exactly and Dennis uh, Dennis fostered a lot of that so that we could do that and that's one of the things that was kind of my hope for night shows as we progress in the future uh, not just at Oshkosh, but in air shows across the country is to 
uh, get more integrative. We have all of these amazing and wonderful assets uh, at our air shows, and, and all of them contribute to a potential storytell. And uh, that's another wonderful thing is I've, I've built a lot of trust up with uh, these various performers, such as Ken, Twin Tigers, uh, Nate from Ghost Rider, and other acts um, to start developing opportunities that we can we can enhance the shows. I mean, our kids, a lot of our kids and a lot of our younger demographic, they're used to incredibly high levels of stimuli and, and great levels of production. And, and I'd like to see more and more of that uh, continue to grow in our air show industry so that we can capture them and we can bring them into the fold and, and do so. I'm going to um, cut that and, right there and, and replay it that, about eight that's times. The way you- because now, yeah, that's yes, indeed. Rick and I have, yep, Rick and I have been talking about stuff. this for and yes. Rob and yeah. Well, what a breath of fresh air! I hope everybody heard that because we're going to make that clip available right at the end. Listen, if we we've got to run, Dion, because Rick has to get to the vet. And, yes, uh, I'm, on a, I'm on an island. I'm on an island, and you you, you get the doctor you get. That's yeah, all I can say. So yeah, yeah, you got to go get those shots. And that's right. That's, that's right. Colitis isn't going to cure itself or whatever he's got. So, all right, Dion Deal, thank you for coming on. And tell everybody how they can find you uh, on social media and whatnot if they want to follow along with what you're doing. Yeah, please look us up. We are on uh, DTG Pyrotechnics and Special Effects on Facebook. Um, that's the best place to contact. And uh, give us a like and a follow and uh, share us your comments and, and all that good stuff. And thanks, gentlemen, for giving me the opportunity to be on today. Hey, we love having you, and uh, great, great words of wisdom right there from Dion Deal. Everybody, we'll quick link to his uh, his yes. Facebook page in this show story. Dion, thanks for coming on. Thanks, partner. Thank you. All right, Rick. I told and on you. our Facebook page, where I'll I'll make sure I share uh, the link uh, to Artistry in Air in the Air, uh, in the, the YouTube air. link that um, that Matt was talking about as well. So yeah. enjoy yeah. that that movie. You're really going Head to the, to the boat, dude. Yeah, you're you're really doing this. I'm, yeah. yeah. I right. am. I hope it's. I am. I got I got It's not me. It's Kirby. Kirby, our West Highland Terrier. Oh, now uh, he tells his, us. His nails, his the hair on his paws is so long, and his nails are so long now. Yeah. That when he goes on our are these beautiful hardwood floors, uh, these 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 floors that have been here for almost 200 years. It's just amazing how nicely they they came back and how they. He's like skating. He's like a figure skater. Now. Yeah. He just can't get his footing, the poor little guy. I, so proctology doesn't ent- enter into any of this? No, I didn't no, want to say anything, no, but but Rob no. couldn't even put on his shoes. So Rob might need to <laughs> oh, go there, geez. too. I, it was Talk about endings. It was terrible up there, especially when he, you, you wore those sandals to the movie that night, and it was... We need terrible. to talk, Rob. Just terrible. You could, you could pick your guitar with those, I think. It's, it's a werewolf thing. <laughs> Call me Rob the Werewolf. Oh, gosh. Have fun at Thunder. <laughs> yeah, I will. I can't. <laughs> Lose my car. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. Oh, stop. <laughs> Oh, thank God I had my coffee cup here. I better go. Jeez. All right, I have to go. I have a very catch.